0: Howdy, thunkers This is the host of the hooda Thunked podcast, Zeb, coming at you with episode 167, titled Modern Falconry. Pretty exciting episode. Got a recommendation segment before we get into it, uh, but a recommendation segment does tie in with uh, this main event here. So this week's recommendation, like I said, ties in nicely. I recommend that you live like royalty for a bit. Not all of us can afford this. I really shouldn't be able to afford it myself. But travel to a nice, all-inclusive resort and just live like a lazy emperor for a week or so. I did it recently, and it's amazing. My wife and I, uh, mostly my wife, threw quite the banger for our wedding. It was such, it was. I mean, like I said, I might be a little biased, but it was the best wedding I've ever been to. We had a blast, and we had like 140 people attend. No, those people were kind enough to give us money towards our honeymoon and despite my boring urge to save it and put it towards an extension on our house or something like that, we did in fact spend that on a luxurious vacation. We went to Costa Mujeres near Cancun, Mexico. We drank, ate, enjoyed entertainment, explored Isla Mujeres and completely broke our mundane routine. It was phenomenal. Um, every need anything you can think of was catered to at this resort. It was amazing. It cost lots of money, but it was worth it. And the money uh, money we spent was given to us to enjoy in that exact same way that we did enjoy it. So, you know, didn't put an extension in the house. We actually went on a honeymoon. We met new people and talked about things that normally wouldn't enter our minds had we stayed in our little valley mountain home in, in western Pennsylvania. One thing I learned while at this fabulous resort was that it is a common It is common for resorts to employ falconers to scare away pesky birds that might poop in resort guests cocktails or you know steal their fries and that shiznit is it it intrigued me to no end i was like wait a minute (laughs) i'm just chilling by the pool there's a falcon over there that was so cool so of course that is this week's main event so there i was having a bohemian negra beer delivered to me poolside as i smelled the salt coming from the mexican gulf it was wonderful time. That was me all week. I was doing my typical people watching when I spotted someone who looked different from the rest. Usually you see relaxed guests getting drunk or chatting about um, or perhaps a smiling and hardworking staff member busting their ass to make everyone happy. But I was looking at a woman wearing a white outfit, all white, white hat, white top, white pants, white shoes, and uh, you know, everything. And one giant leather glove on her left arm. Perched upon this glove was a badass-looking bird of prey wearing blinders. So like little little um, leather blindfolds, basically. All of a sudden, the great-tailed grackles, gulls, and other tropical-slash-sea birds in the area started losing their damn minds. They're squawking everywhere, flying like crazy back and forth, um, all in the presence of this this falcon, this hawk. It was such a bizarre experience. One minute, there were beautiful birds swooping down for people's fries and squawking about. The next it was pandemonium. And within a few minutes, all the birds were gone, except the blind falcon sitting on its owner's arm at the edge of the pool. One of the guys in our group told me that he had read a few articles about this resort uh, falconry, you know, this practice. His name is Gabe. He's a nice guy. And he explained how resorts in the U.S. don't employ this technique as often due to environmental groups causing a fuss when this uh, brand of scare away falconry is used, it scares the local bird species to flee for an ext- extended period of time, which upsets the local ecosystem. Apparently, during COVID's travel restrictions, the resorts were mostly empty, so falconry wasn't used as much, and so a lot of bird species that had previously been scared away were now returning to a lot of tourist destinations. I remember talking to Gabe, I think... We were either I misinterpreted what he said or whatever. We were under the impression that the Falcons would soon take have their blinders taken off and would hunt these damn birds, just ripping to pieces. And we were sitting in the pool waiting to see this happen. And we were waiting and waiting and waiting. We realized <laughs> they don't need to do that. Just having the Falcon in the vicinity, in the area. Freak the birds out enough that they would leave, and you didn't have to kill any of them. Now, if you've ever thought about falconry before, chances are you haven't, seeing as it's you know it's not really popular. <laughs> but if you have, you've probably pictured some Mongolian warrior from centuries past wearing step wolf coats and training a falcon to gather intel or hunt small game for them, or perhaps a European noble in more recent centuries who's taken up the rare hobby of falconry to impress his mates down at the pub. I actually knew about falconry. Um, Knew that it was still a thing because when I took weight training class in high school and injured my knee, I was required to, instead of weight train, write essays each class about various sports. I found it more interesting to write about sports that were less common or bizarre. So other kids were lifting uh, for weight training class in high school. I was told to write like a page or two about whatever sport I wanted. And I decided to pick the weirdest ones. There's like pigeonry, falconry. And I I wrote about falconry. I remember that. I thought it was a blow off assignment because, you know, here I am injured. And also the teacher for weight training was the head football coach. I was uh, starting lineman for the football team. So I knew he wasn't going to flunk me um, no matter what I did. But especially since I was the number one bench and squat lifter in my school, I wasn't going to fail weight training. I was okay. But turns out I actually did learn something. Uh, falconry is actually pretty cool. There's all kinds of stuff for it. You get, you have different gloves, um, it's like any hobby that anyone could be into. You can have cheap stuff. You can have really nice stuff. You know, I just went golfing. You can have crappy golf clubs you got from the thrift store, or you can have a super nice set of clubs. It's thousands of dollars. Same thing with falconry. <laughs> Apparently, you can get a cool perch for your falcon to chill at home. You can get a really cool falcon leash. You can get falcon gloves, <laughs> falcon sticks and strings, leashes, like. <laughs> It's, um yeah, pretty neat. Their blinders can look really fancy or really crappy. So, yeah, I didn't know that. You can have like blinged out falconry stuff. And uh, I went to Wikipedia. It says the sport of falconry. Falconry is the hunting of wild animals in their natural state and, uh, ha- and habitat by means of a trained bird of prey. Small animals are hunted squirrels and rabbits, often small prey for these birds. So right there it says trained bird of prey excuse me, although it is called falconry, it does not have to be a a falcon. Um, It is still considered falconry if you're training an owl to do this stuff. I guess that's just the grandfather name in falconry. But the thing that astonishes me most is that falconry is still practiced for practical means in the tourist industry. Like we said, with this uh, scare away falconry tactic, Uh, the Washington Post writes, Though falconry has historically been used for hunting, the modern practice has found a home at resorts across North America, Britain, and the United Arab Emirates. The birds of prey function as a pseudo-force field, providing an environmentally conscious form of pest control. According to the Los Angeles Times, there were 137 active permits issued by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for predatory bird pest management between 2007 and 2019. That's a long period of time. That's over a decade. So that's 12 years worth in the issued 137. That's why I feel like there's less of this going on in the US. Um, from what Gabe told me, it's basically like P- people like PETA saying like, Hey, you can't be doing this to birds. But like I said, they don't normally they don't hunt the birds down the falcons or the, the birds of prey. They don't kill anything. They just chill. They're just chilling. They're blind. You know, they're well fed Well taken will take care of. Um, They're they're employed with hotels, museums, vineyards, airports, and even landfills getting involved in the falconry. The presence of these predatory birds is a natural non-lethal means of intimidating and scaring away nuisance birds, said Paige Hansen, a falconer at Coastal Georgia's Sea Island Resort. Paige Hansen is one of these falconers who gets paid to walk around Sea Island, Georgia in the spring and summer months with a freaking raptor perched on her arm. It sounds like such a cool job. Um, like Beast Master, Beast Tamer, you are the falconer. But Paige Hansen, she helps the local merchants and tourists by scaring away local birds, such as the boat-tailed grackle, from stealing produce and boardwalk fries. Sea Island Georgia hires a total of three falconers to keep the birds away. The falconers uh, don't just parade the raptors around. They have to weigh and feed, train... Oh oh, my computer just went blank. There we go. (laughs) Sorry. They have to weigh and feed, train and perform hunting exercises and clear the enclosures, AKA scoop up bird crap daily. And these are birds of prey. Their, their poop is probably a lot more nasty because it's a lot more meat in there. The resort, (laughs) the resort has six Harris. So this is just the one Sea Island, Georgia resort, six Harris hawks, one peregrine falcon, one Eurasian, eagle owl one barn owl and an eastern screech owl all are pictured on the blog here um i'd have to say out of all of them that look the coolest it probably most definitely the barn owl it looks like an alien creature coming to destroy you but i looked it up um the eurasian eagle owl one of the um birds of prey that is or was employed at the sea island resort in georgia is the top one of the top 10 biggest birds of prey on the planet so pretty big pretty cool and i'm assuming that's what another thing i found interesting maybe it's just because it was easier to get their hands on six harris hawks than it was a peregrine falcon or whatever um maybe that uh, the peregrine falcon scares away this type of bird more than this maybe crows don't get don't get scared by a Harris hawk. Who knows? I um I thought that was interesting. Why they picked this or that? This practice of falconry, spe- specifically the tourist falconry, that sort of does the scarecrow. Not super research. Not super talked about. It was. It's just. It was considered just a form of pest control. It'd be like trying to find something about you know what kind of chemical do you use to kill these kind of ants or whatever. It's not really talked about. It's not a salacious cool thing. But it is. It's turning out. This is another cool thing about this falconry. Um, Sea Island Resort noticed that guests didn't just appreciate the lack of loud grackles flying around and stealing fries. Some guests actually would come to get a closer look at these birds of prey. The resort's falconry program also served as a major draw for nature lovers and animal, animal enthusiasts over the past decade. Once again from the Washington Post, according to John Kent, the property director of Outdoor Pursuits, the falconry program debuted in 2011 strictly as a pest control measure, but interest from guests created demand for organized activities ranging from brief hawk walk, where guests head head to nearby Rainbow Island, try on a falconer glove, and practice recalling the birds, to the full falconry experience, a program that offers an opportunity to watch Earth's fastest bird, the peregrine falcon, hunt its flying prey. And I looked into that, the peregrine falcon. I knew about this. My dad's been telling me about this cool animal fun fact since I was a kid, but I thought I might get an actual, like uh, the numbers for you. The peregrine falcon is the fastest animal on earth. It is the fastest bird and the fastest member of the animal kingdom with a diving speed of 389 kilometers per hour. That's 242 miles per hour. Now, you might think, hey, I thought it was the cheetah. That's because the cheetah runs. It's a land land speed. The peregrine falcon gets this speed by diving. So it goes up really high. It has really good sight. It sees something, and it just dives. And it can dive at 242 miles per hour. Now, it is using the Earth's gravity in order to enhance this speed, but it's so aerodynamic that you know nothing else can come even close. It is the fastest. It's so aerodynamic, it uses the gravity of it uses Earth's gravity so well that it gets to that speed. So I thought that was really cool. The peregrine falcon is a pretty cool looking bird as well. On Mexico's Caribbean coast, just north of Playa del Carmen, the rosewood Mayacoba employs a small army of falconers equipped with Harris hawks, a species prized for its intelligence and agreeable disposition. There you go. That's why the Harris hawk, there's a lot more of those than the peregrine falcons or the owls. They're really smart and really. Agreeable for people. While there is no specific training regimen that the hawks require to scare off pesky birds, raptors are rewarded handsomely for their presence with abundant opportunity for fine uh, bird dining, free flying, and getting some much needed beauty sleep. So these things are taken care of very well, as opposed to other animals, you know, like farm animals, you know, maybe they don't have the best life. I'm telling you right now, these falconers that are using the tourist industry, these falcons are happy as hell. They're fat. I mean, no, you know, not. Not unhealthily so but they they eat what they want they eat good stuff they aren't just trapped all the time they do get the free fly around and you know they get the chill and much easier life than an actual uh, hawk manuel garcia the engineering director at rosewood mayokoba said the hawks get a high quality diet of quail rabbit chicken and rat which helps domesticate them biologists and veterinarians who are trained to care for birds of prey tend to the hawk's health needs, and while the birds are earning their keep, they have been known to slack off on occasion, going off property to soak in the splendor of the Yucatan coast from a literal bird's eye view. From time to time, hawks feel like flying a little further and visiting the neighboring hotels, prompting their handler to run across the property in search of the bird, Garcia said." So these things are taken care of. They they run away, and they're just taken care of. They're not, you know, punished or anything, they have vets taking care of their health. Um, I thought that was a cool ending. Now. That was going to be the end of the episode, but I wanted to do give a little bit more information on that Mongolian steppe falconry from ancient times that was done not out of you no know, tourist demand, um, but out of actual practice and that is how they hunted and how they got food, because it's so badass these crazy bastards use 17 pound Eagles to hunt, not just Falcons. The uh, Kyrgyz Kazakh and the and the Mongol traditions date back 900 years to the time of the Mongol Empire, like traditional practices elsewhere in the world. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm quoting directly from nomadictrails.com. I'm going to start over the Kyrgyz Kazakh and Mongol Um, traditions date back 900 years to the time in the Mongol Empire. Like traditional practices elsewhere in the world, the art of hunting with eagles is on the verge of extinction. But Mongolian falconry is alive and well kept in Kazakh culture here in Mongolia. Moreover, people all over the world practice the primal culture of hunting, but hunting with birds of prey is more challenging, as it takes three to four years to teach a bird to hunt. Further, the golden eagle weighs three to seven uh, kilograms at seven to 17 pounds. And the hunter's have to keep their bird on a stretched arm. Not only, uh, not only this style of hunting makes it makes it a difficult sport for, uh, but at the same time, it offers an invaluable glimpse of the past and present of traditional hunting. So that I just wanted to read from nomadictrails.com. Looks like a, a, a tourist thing, but um, they also talk of just a couple paragraphs about the falconry and Mongolia and how it goes back almost a thousand years. Um, the Mongol Empire. I'm a, I'm obsessed. If this is your first time listening to Who to Thunk It, whenever I talk about historical stuff, I'm obsessed with the Mongol Empire. The way they were able to stretch out over the Eurasian um, continents and just just I don't know, they're amazing. And the different technology, how different they were from literally every other empire. Um, there were nomads. Anyway, they used falconry, um, which, like we said, even though they're using golden eagles. It's still considered falconry. I guess just maybe, probably that's only a thing in English, but um, it's falconry, whether it's a bird of prey and no matter what kind. Anyway, thanks for listening, Who to Thunkers. Just a short one, something I learned about on my honeymoon. Thanks, Gabe, for suggesting that I look into this. Um, he heard me talk about all this nerdy crap the whole, stay, the whole time we're there. And he's like, hey, see that over there? This is a nerdy thing I know about you might be able to want to check out. And yeah, here it is translated in episode 167. Thanks, Gabe. And thank you, everyone who went along to the uh, Costa Mujeres Palladium Resort in this past June. Had such a fun time. And um, yeah, that's why I recommend you do it too, if you can. If you have the means, maybe don't go for 10 days. Maybe you don't have a honeymoon money. Maybe go to a cheaper resort. Uh, but I'm telling you, go to all-inclusive. You just live like a king. It's amazing. Thanks for listening, to Thunkers. Until next time. BOOM <laughs>